Miracy. Long ago in China, so long ago that if I had been there then, I would not be here now, there lived an orphan boy by the name of Ma Lien. Ma Lien lived in a small hut at the edge of the forest. Every day, Ma Lien would gather wood in the forest and sell it at the market to buy food. There was never any extra money, but he managed to get by. A famous artist came to the village. If you pay me, he said to the villagers, I will teach your sons how to paint. And so an art school was begun. Within Ma Lien's heart was a dream. He wanted to draw and paint. If he could paint, he would be able to paint the beauty that he saw. The graceful birds, the sleek, shimmering fish, the trees, the forest creatures. Malien had a plan. He went to the famous artist. Honored artist, he said. I would like to learn to paint. I have no money, but I will gather wood for your fire. I will clean your house. I will cook your food. The artist was insulted. Go away, he said. I do not teach poor orphan boys. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. Though the famous artist turned him away, Ma Lien refused to give up. He lingered near the open door and listened to the art lesson. The artist saw him and chased him away. So Malien climbed the gum tree outside the artist's home. This was even better. Now he could both hear and see. But Malien leaned over too far and he fell noisily to the ground. Go away, said the angry artist. It's stealing to take lessons that you have not paid for. Malien's head hung low as he returned to the forest. His heart was heavy and full of sorrow. He sat in the dust near a small pool. How could he ever achieve his dream if he could not have lessons? Was this the end of his dream? But the dream within Malien's heart would not die. Within himself, Malien felt a determination. I will learn to paint, he said. I will teach myself. So Malien knelt down by the pool and smoothed a place in the dust. Taking a stick, he began to draw the fish that he saw in the pool. Day after day, Malien looked carefully at the beauty around him. Day by day, he drew pictures in the dust by the pool. Day by day, his pictures became more lifelike, more beautiful, more real. The animals in the forest gathered near to watch Malien draw. And when Malien left a picture in the dust, the animals carefully walked around his pictures that they might keep the beauty of them. Every morning, Malien got up very early in order to have enough time to gather firewood and still have time to draw. One day, he was so tired that he fell asleep by the side of the pool. An old Chinese gentleman came into his dream. He was wearing a long green brocade robe. His hair and beard were white. In his hand, the old gentleman carried a golden brush. Malien, he said, you have desired to paint. This is good. You've been diligent in your practicing. That is good. Use this brush to paint, but promise me that you will paint for the good of the people. In his dream, Malien took the brush and promised. Then he awoke. He yawned and stretched. What a queer dream. With wonderment, 
Malien looked at the golden brush that he held in his hand. That day, Malien took his bundle of wood to the market and sold it. But instead of buying food, he bought ink and rice paper. This day he would go hungry, but he would paint. He hurried home and spread the rice paper out on the table. He dipped his brush into the ink. What shall I paint first? He decided to paint a fish, the first thing he had ever drawn. His fingers were sure, as he had painted the fins, the scales, the tail. For had he not practiced these strokes over and over again in the dust by the pond? As Malien finished the last stroke on the tail, the fish slid off the paper and into a bowl of water. For the magic of the brush was that whenever Malien finished the last stroke, his painting would come to life. Malien had fish for dinner that night. He found that his life was better with the magic brush. He painted chickens that laid eggs. He painted fish and other food to eat. Life was good. But as Malien wandered through the village, he remembered the words of the old gentleman. Paint for the good of the people. Malien saw the people carrying heavy buckets of water from the river. He painted a well with cool, fresh water. He saw a farmer pulling a plow through the hard earth. Malien painted a water buffalo to pull the plow. Life became better for all the people in the village. Now when something remarkable happens, it doesn't take long for word of it to spread. In the next village over, they said, Have you heard of Malien and his magic brush? Whatever he paints becomes real. And in the next village over, they said, Have you heard of Malien? And soon, the emperor himself heard of Malien and his magic brush. Send for Malien, he ordered. Malien should paint only for me. Malien did not want to go to the imperial city, but no one says no to the emperor. So Malien went to the palace. When he arrived, Malien bowed low before the emperor. Malien, said the emperor, I want you to paint me a mountain of gold and a golden dragon. Malien's heart was anxious. He was worried. He bowed low and replied, Your Excellency, I have promised the old gentleman who gave me this brush that I would use it for the good of the people. I'm sorry, but I cannot see that a mountain of gold or a golden dragon would be for the good of the people. The Emperor was furious. He seized the golden brush and had Malien cast into prison. I will paint for myself, he said. And dipping the brush into the ink, he began to paint a dragon. He was not pleased with the picture that began to appear on the paper, for his hands were unskilled and angry. A heart that is greedy and angry cannot produce beauty. Perhaps it will look better when it is done, he muttered. As the last stroke was finished, a strange creature hopped off the paper. It looked more like a stunted rooster than a dragon. It gave a queer squawk, pecked the emperor on the nose and ran into the forest. Then the emperor knew that he needed Malien. He sent for him. Malien, he said, I was wrong. Of course you must paint for the good of the people. He gave the golden brush back to Malien. I have been thinking, said the emperor, that my people work hard. Would it not be for the good of the people if there were an ocean here? At the end of a long day, they could walk along the shore and listen to the soothing sound of the waves. Yes, Malien thought, an ocean would be for the good of the people. But he did not completely believe that the emperor had changed. The words that came out of the Emperor's mouth were correct, but the Emperor could not conceal the greedy glint in his eyes. Malien bowed low, dipped his brush in the ink, and began to paint. He painted the swirling waters of the ocean, the rise and fall of the waves, the white foam as the waves broke upon the shore. 
And when he finished the last stroke, the ocean rolled off the paper. The people walked along the shore and listened to the murmur and crash of the waves. And it was for the good of the people. Malien, said the emperor, my people are hungry. There are fish in the ocean. Would it not be for the good of the people if they had a boat so they could catch fish and be hungry no more? Malien thought about the fish. Yes, a boat would be for the good of the people. So he picked up his brush and began to paint. But he still did not trust the greedy emperor. Stroke by stroke, the boat began to take shape. Malien, said the emperor, my people need beauty. Give the boat red satin sails. Put gold trim on it. Malien painted the red silk sails and the golden trim. As the last stroke was finished, the boat slipped off the paper and into the ocean. There it was, gently rocking back and forth in the waves. The emperor and his courtiers hurried on board. The boat rocked gently back and forth, back and forth. Malien called the emperor, Paint me a wind, paint me a big wind. Malien began to paint. He painted swirling, angry winds. He painted a veritable storm. As he finished the last stroke, the wind whooshed off the paper and through the air. As it passed over the ocean, it caught the red satin sails of the boat, carrying it so far out to sea that neither the boat nor the emperor and his courtiers were ever seen again. Then the people needed a new emperor. They asked Malien to be their new emperor. No, he said, let me go back to my village. And he did. And if you should happen to go to China and travel through the countryside, you may find a certain small village. At the edge of the forest, you may see a small hut surrounded by a peaceful garden. Graceful birds alight in the trees to sing beautiful songs and shimmering fish swim in the pool. Should you ever happen to see this hut, you will know that you have found the hut of Ma Lien, where he lives in peace and harmony and paints for the good of the people. This story was retold by Rose Owens and appears in the book The Healing Heart by Alison Cox and David Albert. I think this story is wonderful, laden with good values and strong lessons. Malien's tenacity is what really jumped out to me at first. He's alone in the world, an orphan living at the edge of the forest, selling wood for his food and getting by. Not easy circumstances, and yet he manages and also has a dream. I've seen that when we are struggling to survive, it's often the time when dreams are elusive, and yet Malian dreams. And he faces adversity again and again. The artist is not willing to teach him, despite the fact that he wants to pay the only way he can by his service to the artist. It seems so unfair, and yet Malian doesn't give up. He keeps trying to learn from the artist and ultimately realizes he'll have to teach himself. He can learn through practice and sets out to do just that. It seems so similar to the entrepreneurial journey. We need to develop resilience and tenacity, not to give up when we don't receive what we want or need, but to keep on trying. It's interesting that Malian essentially teaches himself, and the story seems to suggest that it's because of his true heart, his desire to share the beauty that he sees in the world. It's perhaps a spiritual message that if our heart and our desires are true, then we will be able to acquire the skills that we need and therefore be able to pass this on to others. I love that Malien has a dream to paint. And then after he's put in the time and effort to learn how, 
That's when he meets the old man in his dream who gives him the magic brush. Once again, the role of dreams in traditional tales is to be an extension of reality. They merge and integrate so that it's never clear whether something occurs in the dream state or in real life. The message for entrepreneurs could be that we need to pay good attention to our dreams, but also make sure they are realized in our day-to-day -day life. It's not enough to want to do something, we need to make it happen. And that means take action, do the work, practice, and get really good at the thing we dream of doing in the world. Over the years, teaching storytelling to professionals, leaders, and business owners, sometimes people have commented, well, it's easy for you, you're a great storyteller. And I have to remind them of the years of training and courses that I've done and mentorship that I've received and continue to invest in. This is what helps me hone my skill. I believe this should be the case for all of us, especially entrepreneurs. We need to be invested in our own learning and development. We need to consciously grow so that we can offer not just passion and commitment, but also skill and ability. When Malien has this dream and receives the paintbrush, the first thing he does is gather his wood to take to the market to sell. And instead of buying food, he buys paper and ink. And it reminds me of the sacrifice. He knows that he will go hungry that day, but he wants to sacrifice that in order to paint. He's so passionate. And it reminds me of how on the entrepreneurial journey, often we do need to make these sacrifices. The typical one that comes to mind is where people leave a great job in order to start this entrepreneurial endeavor and, and have to sacrifice their income, have to sacrifice earning this great paycheck in order to put in the time and effort to hone their skills so that they have something really fantastic to offer to build their business. I think Ma Lien understands that he can go hungry, but the painting is more important. And then, of course, he has this added benefit that the paintbrush happens to be magic. And so when he gets the paper and the ink and he does that thing he knows best, he paints a fish and it comes alive. Then he gets to eat it and he sees already the payment for his struggle, the payment for his sacrifice. I love that over the next while, as he's painting, he first feeds himself. It reminds me of what they say about putting on your oxygen mask first. In the airplane, they tell you to put on your mask before you help others. It's such a good lesson in business and in life. We need to take care of ourselves well enough that we can then take care of others. Malien knows this, and only when he takes care of his hunger can he focus on the needs of others. And then he's committed, as the old man in his dream told him, to doing good for others. So news of the magic paintbrush gets out, as any news, good or bad, is wont to do. And where there's news of magic, there are always the people who will want to take advantage of it. I've seen this a lot in the business world. A unicorn doesn't stay one for too long. When something seems to be working wonders, everybody wants to jump on it and often try to copy, steal, or take advantage. However, in the case of Malien, he's not just kind-hearted, he's also smart and canny. He knows that he has no choice but to go to the emperor, and he understands that he has to paint what the emperor wants, but he didn't let himself be deceived. As soon as he saw the opening, he dispatched with the emperor and all his cronies, and when presented with the option to become emperor himself, he chooses to return to his simple life. 
I love this about the protagonist. From the start, he has a solid value system. He values nature and the beauty he sees around him. He's not tempted by the riches he could have gained from the magic paintbrush. He's true through and through. I love his consistent alignment with his values so that even in the end, in the face of all the power that could have been his, he just goes home to continue to paint and draw and give to the people. We could all learn a lesson from this, that our values are the most important thing in life and in business, that in the face of the greatest temptations and the biggest challenges, our values are what we lean on. They're what will see us through. It's our values that guide the way to our greatest success. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Govertson and Melissa Deal assembled the episode. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.